Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? It's Mark Singh. Today, we have a very, very exciting podcast for you. It's how to meet and date models. I'm talking the top 0.1% of girls, the kind of girls that get paid for their hotness, the kind of girl that you see once every six months. We're going to teach you how to meet them, how to date them, and even how to get them fighting over you. I know it sounds too good to be true, but just wait until you hear the information that we're going to give you in this podcast. This is some really high-level stuff. This is some really great secrets. I'm really excited to share it with you, so please stay tuned. Before we get started, we just wanted to thank you for listening to the Unapologetic Man podcast. We know your time is valuable, and that's why we always try to give you high-quality content and lots of it. If you find value in this podcast, please go ahead and give us five stars. If, however, you want to give us anything less than five stars, then just forget about it. No need to rate us. Just move on with your life. Don't worry about it. Also, I want to let you know that I created a book specifically for listeners of this podcast. It's called The Approach Formula. It's the step-by-step process to approach a woman, engage her in conversation, get her attracted to you, frame control the conversation, get her qualifying herself to you, and get it to the point where she really wants to give you her number, where she's definitely going to text you back. Typically, it's $32, but since you are a listener to this podcast and since you're such a champion, you can go ahead and grab it for $10 measly dollars that's less than what you're going to spend on lunch tomorrow if however you want to skyrocket your results and get this part of your life settled once and for all finally get women attracted to you finally be able to get girls and finally find that girlfriend that you've been waiting for you can get one-on-one coaching with me where i use nlp which is neuro-linguistic programming to reprogram some of the programs in your brain that aren't conducive to attracting women so if you feel like you have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake Check me out. It's coachmarksing.com. Again, that's coachmarksing.com, M-A-R-K-S-I-N-G.com. And you can find both links to my coaching as well as the approach formula in the description below. Can't remember if I gave you the URL for the approach formula. So here it is, gettheapproachformula.com. All right, without further ado, I want to introduce you to today's guest. He is the founder of innerconfidence.com. He is the host of the Leverage podcast. He is a guy who is currently sleeping with a wide variety of Playboy models. Yep, you heard that right, Playboy models. I interviewed him about five months ago. I wanted to go ahead and uh, record a new introduction for this interview because he is that good. So you guys, I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, to the guy who is living the life that both you and I would really love to live, Robbie Kramer. I looked at your Instagram and it's basically nines and tens and like 20 nines and tens and then you, your head poking (laughs) out the middle of a bunch of tits and boobs and (laughs) asses, right? And there's your face. Good old Yeah, it's been pretty ridiculous. (laughs) 2018 was like the craziest year of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, prior to that, I had, and I had done a ton of shit. I I had, uh, you know, dated models, and we were even involved in running model houses in L.A., New York, and Miami. Mm. Um, I had done, you know, probably ten thousand approaches in my day. You know, day game, night game, trained with all the different, you know, dating seduction guys around the world, mm. um, and coached, you know, hundreds of students over the years. 
But in 2018, um, after all my travels and just, you know, cruising around the world looking for the best places to meet women, really, I, I ended up in Kiev, Ukraine. And uh, just randomly through partying and, and connections, I met a guy who was actually doing things like on a crazier level than anyone else I'd ever met when it came to social circle stuff. Um, and basically what he'd built is an insane funnel of women through using the Playboy brand. Um, you know, what he, he acquired rights to shoot the Playboy calendar of Eastern Europe. And to shoot the calendar, he would have castings to see, you know, which which girls could be in the shoots, and then they would need an exotic location for the shoots. So he'd pick somewhere like the Maldives, or you know they'd rent a boat somewhere in the Mediterranean or south of France, uh, and they'd have these crazy Playboy shoots. And it would be just himself, uh, the photographers, and he might bring a buddy or two. Um, and it would be you know 18 girls on a on a deserted island and like three or four guys and you could imagine like the sort of crazy shit that went down so he invited me to his birthday party which wasn't an official shoot um but the the party ended up being 30 guys and 100 girls um just all friends of his that he had met over the years through playboy and through his other ventures and it was just the most insane party ever hmm. uh, as you could imagine right it was it was at a uh it, he rented out like a uh, a resort spa in southwestern Ukraine in the mountains, hmm. and uh, he had all the logistics of this party down to a science, even to the point where you know he invited a a group of like trombone players. He invited a band, right? <laughs> but he had the foresight to not allow the band to even stay at the same hotel. Because he didn't want the band guys to be snaking all the girls. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> he's like oh, hey, the band's here. And as soon as they're done, oh, sorry, boys, leave the party. You're staying at a different hotel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he... <laughs> uh, I like this guy. Yeah. So like the, the logistical sort of planning that goes in to having a huge event like that or even a smaller event, you know, where it's maybe 25 people, right, where you've got – 20 girls and eight guys or something like that. Like mm -hmm. it's insanely important to control the environment to make sure you have that really good ratio. Cause what, what happens in the U S if you go to a bar or a club, you never find even a one-to-one -one ratio. Mm -hmm. Like if, if a club or a, or a party is even a two to one ratio of girls to guys, mm -hmm. you know, there's always more, more guys mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, typically when a party situation arises, what happens is guys always want to party, right? Um, girls are a little bit more fickle about it. Mm -hmm. And if they're – if they don't – unless another girl brings them, you know, they're not as, as gung-ho. Um, you just kind of get into like the partying economics. So – and guys will, will usually, you know, be kind of clueless and they'll bring an extra guy friend. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I always say if, if you're a guy and you're – invited to a party and you come empty handed, you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. But yeah. first of all, you should, no matter what, you should do everything in your power to bring girls. Mm -hmm. And if you can't bring girls, bring a shitload of party favors or bring a shitload of alcohol mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll just be dead weight and, and a waste to the host. Mm. And what a typical guys will do is they'll bring nothing and then they'll bring their guy friend too. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good point, man. I could think of many such instances. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're the host of the party and it's your boy, you're not going to be a dick and say, like, hey, man, sorry, you got you to gotta leave, right? Yeah. And, but this is how most parties are ruined, most house parties. And, and obviously, just, you know, as you go out later in the night, um, the the field of women tends to decrease. You know, they go to bed earlier. Guys get more drunk and more horny. So mm. the ratios at after parties usually are terrible. Um, so anyways, this guy, was he was a huge – proponent of making sure he had a huge girl to guy ratio because what happens when you have more girls is girls are great at interacting they're they're more social so they can interact with other girls and usually have a really good time uh because there's not a bunch of thirsty guys lurking around trying to hit on everyone that's Mm -hmm. what really kills a party is too many guys because it just creates an uncomfortable environment for the girls absolutely when you have too many girls it's totally fine and um it creates a healthy level of competition amongst the women which they almost never get to experience because competition amongst women is very rare given our Western society because there's just so many dudes around and there's so many guys with terrible game. It's it's almost uh, never when a woman has to compete with another woman for a guy, especially in a party situation where they don't know him very well. So it totally changes the dynamics of a typical party when you have this amazing ratio. We call it the golden ratio, which is three women to every man. Mm. And um, – you just see insanity ensue. <laughs> right, know? right. Now, now that kind of was my question, right? So, so these students will come over and they're flying to a foreign country. And obviously, um, as we spoke about when I came on your podcast, some of these girls don't speak English, although some do. And really, uh, really, I would think a lot of these guys are kind of put in the beta position. Now, obviously, they have game already. They've ascended to the high rank of purple belt. And they they already have some game, but would you say that the ratio itself takes care of the fact that they are perhaps not the alpha of the group, but because they are a friend of the alpha, that's good enough for them to be fought over by these ultra hot chicks? Yeah, and the the scenarios that kind of play out are, uh, you know, it it doesn't really matter so much who the alpha is Hmm. because – the ratio is so good. Mm, um, and I'm very careful to select the right sort of people mm-hmm. for the parties I do, mm. where if anyone is glaringly worse than the other people, it's just, it, you know, it still ends up with the situation where they might not, you know, get any love. Um, so I make sure that, that there's always a good balance between the guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if someone, you know, isn't ready for it. They're just, they won't be able to come because it'll, right. it'll ruin the party. Right. right? Like the, the thing that'll ruin the party faster than anything else is, is having guys who suck at the party. Oh yeah. Cause it, it, it's like a yeah. turd in the punch, right? It's like, it's like <laughs> a turd floating in the pool. No one wants to jump in when that happens. So you have to vet, I, I assume you vet the guys considerably, make sure that they're up to snuff. Now, you know, the obvious question for the people who are listening is, well, how, how can I create this in my own town and I know that social you know uh, social circle is absolutely necessary if you want to attract nines and tens I mean to get the hottest girls you have to have hot girls already it's 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 feast or famine have to get more you know all all those good concepts so if if some guy's listening let's say he's in you know he's in Lubbock Texas and he wants to go (laughs) ahead and, and start getting himself some hotter girls 
Um, are there some tips that we can glean from what you've learned in your experience where he can create something akin to what you're experiencing right now? Yeah, there's, um, you know, I've built social circles in LA, New York, Kiev, um, even Budapest, even though I haven't spent much time there. Um, just kind of going there every summer for a couple weeks out of the year. I've been able to do that there. But, um, you know, really, the social circle always starts, guys are always kind of thinking about it from slightly the wrong angle because they're thinking about the girls. You know, how can I get more girls in my social circle? And what typically happens if they're trying to build a social circle is they'll end up having sex with some of the girls, and then that creates jealousy and drama, and then the social circle kind of falls apart mm -hmm. before it can even get started. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the main thing is you need – before girls is you need cool guys. You need at least two guys to really have a legit social circle because with just with you and one other guy, um, it's just too hard to manage a lot of people, mm. right? So in, in my experience, you really need three guys to, to pull this sort of thing off. And everyone's going to kind of maintain a different role in the social circle. You'll have one guy who might specialize in bringing in new girls, then you'll have another guy who's kind of planning all the parties, planning the events, and managing that. Mm -hmm. um, and then someone else who is, you know, you, hopefully the guy who has the most game is fucking the least amount of the girls hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, be, because the whole idea of the social circle is it's supposed to be friends, right? And when you get – there's too much drama that starts ensuing because someone's fucking all the time. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can imagine what happens, right? People right. get upset and, and jealous and angry. Or one of the guys has to be fucking all the girls and that's just what happens. Hmm. Um, in, the, in the case of my social circle, that's kind of what happens with, with my buddy who, uh, who has the, you know, the, the playboy uh, connection. Um, you know, and every girl knows him. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's he's the guy that bangs everyone. They all like to obviously they want to bang him, but he has a rule where he never fucks a girl more than three times. Hmm. And he, you know, he's not promising any sort of relationship, or there's no hope for that. It's literally just, yep, he'll fuck you three times. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that does that um like call the drama or? Does the drama still occur even though he's keeping it under three times? Because obviously the three times rule is to prevent them from catching feelings. But does it right. work? It does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Damn, dude. He really yeah. has it. He really does have it figured out. He really does. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, and that's not really a rule that I'd want to live by because a lot of the time, you know, I I develop feelings and I want to see where it goes, right? Yeah. So I've had tons of little flings and even some relationships from this social circle. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I've done a good job of of really main. It, the, the, what happens in most social circles or when just in most dating, right? Um, when you hook up with a girl for the first time, usually she's not super aware of your fuckboy status. Mm. If you're just in the normal world, right? Mm. Whatever, you meet a girl, day gaming, you take her on a couple dates, you hook up and and that's it. Right? She hasn't seen you with other girls. She hasn't seen you in a social circle environment. So she's not really aware of your lifestyle if you're the type of guy who's out banging a lot, mm. right? Mm. But when you're only using social circle, 
and she sees all the other girls around and she's watching all of them flirt with you and she knows that obviously you're hooking up with most of them. It changes the the mindset for people. They're like, okay, well, this is the sort of thing where everyone's fucking and that's okay. Hmm. And it doesn't allow them to have – well, it, it's not that it doesn't allow them, but it stops them from having the, the normal jealous feelings that might come up in other scenarios. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's just how it works in the social circle. Like in a, in our social circle, how it works is everyone bangs Vitaly. That's just you know, <laughs> kind of what happens. <laughs> and then uh, you know, everyone knows that I've banged almost all of them too. And and then there's other guys that are kind of coming and going. Um, but that's normal. And it's and we're looked at as just crazy fuck boys. And but women like that. You know, uh-huh. if you if you're unapologetically uh, a fuck boy. It's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and there's always that, I guess maybe thought in the back of their mind that they could tame the player, or they could tame the fuck boy, and that's appealing to mm-hmm. women. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but it's totally okay. It's totally okay to be a slut and a fuck boy, and and there's no judgment and there's no uh, shaming or you know any sort of that. The girls are all very open about it and and very cool about it, and uh, and that's why it all kind of works. It, this can be very difficult, maybe in a place like uh, wherever you said Lubbock, you know, Texas, Texas, man. Lubbock, Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if it's Texas. It's uh, more of a conservative uh, Christian sort of uh, you know area, right? Where there is a lot of slut shaming going on, um, and there isn't a big you know model or party scene, so it may not work out so great. Uh, but the bigger the bigger markets in in Europe and the U.S. and even down in South America, you know, if you're in Rio or Sao Paulo, Brazil, or maybe Argentina, um, you know, or Lima, Peru, there you, you could do something like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There just has to be a, uh, a, a some sort of network of modeling or uh, nightlife industry there. So you have your three guys that that play the different roles. Now, when you say put together the party, um, what does that look like on a on a smaller level, let's say, mm-hmm. for the guy in Lubbock, Texas? Right? Is it a house party? Is it a does he promote at a club? Where where is this all taking place typically? Right. Yeah. So there needs to be an ongoing um, ongoing parties, really. Um, and if you space them out to like once a month or once every six weeks or even once every two weeks, then you've got a consistent sort of social circle going on, a consistent thing that people can invite friends to and they can enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're a club promoter and you always go out on Wednesday nights to Warwick in LA, for example, then people know that they have that social avenue to, to hang out at. Right. So if cute girls know that, you know, you're a cool promoter and you always bring other cool guys to the table and they can come and party for free, they'll bring their hot friends Mm -hmm. and they'll enjoy that, you know, consistency every week. And over time, it'll grow and grow and grow just like anything. Right. Just like a podcast. If you keep doing it every week, right, (laughs) more and more people will come and they'll and you'll uh, you know, you'll have a a good show after a while. Um, You know, if you just try to do like one event, (laughs) you know, you, you might have some success, but you're kind of just, you know, that that'll kind of be it. Right. Um, or if you try to do parties and they're inconsistent, uh, you, you know, you won't get that same sort of compounding effect as if you're more of a staple in mm. the in the scene. 
Mm-hmm. So we're, we're we do a party about once every six weeks, mm-hmm. and it might be just like a weekend, um, you know, where we rent a villa somewhere, we rent out a small hotel or a spa, um, and uh, you know, we all go and it's not it's nothing real special in terms of entertainment or anything like that you know we make sure there's a pool and some good places to do photo shoots um and uh we, we kind of just hang out and we have you know house parties there um in the beginning before we had such a huge group of people that always want to go and hang out and have fun um then it was more centered around the photo shoots mm. right the girls would come obviously to be you know, in a Playboy photo shoot or in a photo shoot for a different magazine. It doesn't have to be Playboy. Before he had the rights to Playboy, he had the rights to shoot for a XXL, which is kind of like the Maxim of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but here's the thing. Women love to shoot for anything. Like everyone's an Instagram model these days, right? Right. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like Liam, who you interviewed recently, he like just got into photography. And, you know, he's he's a self-proclaimed shitty photographer, but he (laughs) he understands social dynamics and and he knows that girls like to be shot and he's enjoying, you know, improving a photography. So, you know, it's not that hard to find subjects, Mm. especially in a place like, you know, in Eastern Europe, there's so many beautiful women. It's it's a little bit easier. Um, But the the draw of photography is typically enough. And if you combine it with a fun atmosphere where you have cool guys around and a and a cool party, you know why wouldn't you know girls want to come back? If you got a bunch of thirsty dudes around who are you know just trying to get laid, then yeah. obviously that won't really work for the long term. <laughs> now, is so, the so, is the photography element always a necessary element to these parties? Like back to the Lubbock, Texas dude. And I always try to think of our our audience, right? Like dudes on his way to work right now, listening to this thinking, well, how could I do this kind of thing? So get two friends, one, one's got game. And I assume like even day game, Hey, we're having a party. Why don't you toss me your number? I'll send you details kind of thing. And you basically get a shit ton of girls to come to hopefully something that, you know, when I hear club promoter, when I hear renting out hotel, I see six figures, you know what I'm saying? Like it could, right. could be extremely expensive. So could it be a house party? And and if it were, would the photography element be a necessary element? I'm assuming no, but just trying to, you know, get down to, to brass tacks for our listeners, um, how they can pull it off without the size and resources that you might have to your access right now. Right. Um, it could be a, a dinner party. I had friends who used to do dinner parties every Tuesday in San Francisco, mm. and those worked out really well. Okay. Um, you know, they had a nice place. And they always made sure to cook good food, and, and people loved it. Yeah. Um, also, if you combine it with a costume sort of theme, mm. it becomes a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. People love costume parties. It's just a great excuse to dress up and look silly and, and meet other people. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone loves Halloween, so mm-hmm. there's there's a proof of that. Yeah. Um, so if you do like a costume party theme plus a dinner and it's a consistent thing every week, you can totally pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the key is the right amount, uh, the, the correct ratio, um, you know, and really being strict, like I don't know, telling guys, listen, you cannot invite another guy. I don't care who he is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you can ask me first, and, but, and, and if you don't come with a girl, you know, you're probably not going to come back. Right. And, and sorry, that's kind of the deal. And obviously, you have to 
bring whatever you know you can bring to to make sure we have enough uh, you know stuff at the party. Mm-hmm. Um, from a cost pers- perspective, you know, surprisingly, it's really not that much more expensive than going on a bunch of dates, right? Which isn't necessarily cheap either. Mm. Um, but if you pool your resources with you and a couple other guys, um, and you're you know having a house party or you know you're not going to a nightclub or an expensive restaurant um you know it's not that expensive to mm-hmm. get a bunch of booze and maybe some food and cook uh and have a bunch of girls over it's it's surprisingly inexpensive compared to going to a restaurant yeah uh, or going to a nightclub yeah um so it can be done the the key is obviously um finding the girls and making them feel comfortable and making sure that the, the party goes off well mm-hmm. and uh, you have the right ratio and and you have other guys at the party who are cool. Right, right. Yeah, and then the consistency of, of doing it, you know, week in and week out because that's really where it's built. Mm. Without the consistency, you have nothing. Okay. Right? You just have a cool party one, once or twice. Um, but having the consistency is, is really what, you know, that's the special sauce. Right, right. And and this is actually what you just explained, which of course is the super toned down version of what you're doing and which is more realistic to probably most of our listeners. It's it's what I often suggest to to my clients is look, have have like a potluck slash barbecue slash dinner party every week on Wednesday <clears throat> at your house and a guy can come only if he brings two girls and obviously have the girl ratio higher than the guy ratio and, and it works it works really well for my students, especially, especially hard cases, you know, that, that even, even virgins will lose their virginity really quickly when they deploy this technique. Cause it just stacks all the cards in your favor. You know, it just, totally. it, just yeah. it just makes you look like the alpha, which is so important. And like you said, you know, the girls are fighting over you. And I mean, if you have girls fighting over you, that builds attraction on its own. You, you almost have to do nothing and they're going to get attracted just because, you know, they want to outdo one another. So it just puts the perfect dynamic and it's like, why wouldn't you, you know, put the cards in your favor anytime you can? You know, it's like one of the reasons the U.S. military is so successful is because they invade at night when everyone's sleeping. They have night vision. They know what they're doing. And it's just all the cards are stacked in their favor. So, of course, we're going to kill Bin Laden. You know what I mean? It's like, come right. on, bro. Like, it, we got everything <laughs> set up. So, it just that's really what you're doing and it's just the smart way to do it. It's just a smart way to market yourself. Now, certainly cold approach, um, I still teach that and I still think it's important and and I still do it because that really um, sharpens your game and it keeps you right on point. And, you know, certainly relying on things that are easier can make your game weaker. In some ways it can help your game, but um, I think cold approach is always great. So let's talk about how to build the pipeline. Do you just do it through cold approach or... Do you say, hey, toss me your Instagram, and then they see your Instagram, and it's like all this high-value shit's going on? Where do you like um, deploy pre-selection, social game, and elements like that in order to attract new prospects? Yeah, so cold approach is always great. You know, that's I love cold approach because it sharpens your skills, and it's it's the best thing you can do to not just meet women, but to also improve your social skills and improve your game. Um, so I've always been a huge fan of day game. Um, 
the girl I'm kind of dating now, I actually met her through day game, even though I've got this crazy social circle and I meet a gazillion women, you know, through that. Uh, like I, I've literally done two day game approaches in like the last, I don't know, six months. And you know, one of them is my girlfriend now. So <laughs> what did you say? Um, what, what did you open her with? The old, Hey, I noticed this about you bit or what did you say? <laughs> no, see, I have a dog and oh, he's an dude. amazing wingman. Um, yeah, getting a dog is like <laughs> yeah. the ultimate hack, right? Yeah, dude, and, you know what's uh, even better than that? Not to interrupt you, but um, my buddy had a baby pig. Oh, Jesus, Girl yeah. magnet, dude. And no guys would come over because they're like, dude, that's gay, fucking pig. But all the girls would come <laughs> over and we'd walk walk that little pig on the beach in Newport and it was just girl after girl after girl. So uh, get a baby pig, boys. You'll get all the there girls. You go. Or just rent one for a day. You know? <laughs> yeah, rent that. a pig. We just start a rent a pig business, bro. Get laid with a pig. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, he was just kind of standing there and she's you know big smile at him and sweat against tail and then she walked away and i was like god damn she was hot fuck i haven't done a day game approach in months all right let's go so then i just chased her down and you know said something corny like hey my dog you know noticed that uh you know i should probably stop you and try to hit on you and yeah <laughs> and we just kind of went from there nice. yeah. <laughs> it, you know the, the the words really don't really matter especially here because girls don't even speak very good English. Mm. Um, a lot of the time I'll just walk up and I'll, I'll use kind of sign language and I'll be like, you, me. And I'll kind of make like a heart with my hands. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> we fall in love. <laughs> Let's get coffee. Right. <laughs> I like that, dude. Uh, but, um, but yeah, cold approach is great. Um, and it's important to, invite them on so what you would do for kind of like the cold grow uh, the progression if you meet a girl um is i would meet her for coffee just for a really short 15 30 minute date hmm. um, just to get to know her a little bit uh, make her feel comfortable um and after that rather than you know and just literally 15 30 minutes grab a coffee chit chat a bit you know it's probably just going to be surface level fluff conversation for the most part and then i'm out which shows that you know i'm not super needy or thirsty i'm not trying to bang her on the first date um i'm busy i've got other shit going on right so i'm not really investing much in this interaction mm -hmm. which shows non-neediness and it's a you know attractive quality and then i'll invite her to an event after that and since she's feel com she feels comfortable with me and she probably likes me, she'll, of course, want to come and I'll tell her to bring her friend. And uh, typically she will since she won't know anyone else, so she's probably not going to show up alone. So that really helps the ratio. Mm. If you ask her to show up to an event the very first time you meet her, then you just kind of look a little, you know, try hard or thirsty or like you really need girls to come to an event and, and women can – this, the hot ones can usually sniff you out for the fraud that you are. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're just trying to pad the numbers. Right. Um, so that's the approach I take when it comes to cold approach. And you can kind of do the same thing with online dating too. Meet a girl on Tinder or Bumble or whatever. Yeah. Um, another great resource is Seeking Arrangements. And mm. uh, it's, it's now called Seeking. But this is a, like a s kind of special <laughs> secret undercover weapon I've had mm. for over a year now. Um, basically, Seeking is a sugar daddy site. And there's yeah. other sites like that too. 
um, where girls are looking, either there's pros on there or hookers or whatever, which I'm trying to stay away from or weed them out. But there's a lot of girls on there who just want to travel and party or who are looking for some sort of like monthly allowance. So I won't even, you know, have the conversation about paying a girl an allowance or anything like that. You know, I'm not old enough and <laughs> with saggy enough balls to have to worry about that shit. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> um, but for older guys who are really struggling, that can be a, a good resource. Um, if you want to hook up with younger, hotter chicks. And the great thing about seeking is the girls on seeking are typically way hotter than girls on other online dating sites. Hmm. Um, now, now can this, is this in the United States or is this only in it's Ukraine? It's worldwide. Oh, is it? Uh, okay, okay. It's, it's mainly the U.S. really for, for seeking. And it's seeking.com? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my profile on seeking will be just basically tons of social proof, me with girls, me at parties. It shows my lifestyle and my social circle. Mm -hmm. And then when girls message me, I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm the type of guy we throw events and parties all the time. Uh, I'm not looking to pay for meets or, or sponsor any girls or pay allowances. But if you want to come to crazy parties, you know, we'll happily, you know, have you there for free and even pay your way if you want. Mm. Um, and this is, you know, something that, that's happening all over the place. You know, whenever you go to Ibiza or Mykonos or places with, with crazy parties, you know, girls are almost always kind of being, they're never being paid to be there, right? Unless they're like working for the venue or something like that. Um, but, you know, a group of guys are picking up the cost of all the girls coming and you know, that's that there's, you know, there's like these girls who are just professional party girls, really, who just kind of fly around and yeah. different guys fly them around to different parties throughout the year. They kind of like the Burning Man circuit, you know, all those yeah. hot girls of Burning Man, they didn't fucking pay for their tickets. They didn't get there on their own. You know, some yeah. dude paid, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a group of guys pulled their resources and paid. God, um, can you imagine that lifestyle, man, just getting flown around to parties just because of the way you look? I mean... I know. I mean, these are all my friends here. <laughs> these girls, you know, it's, it's crazy. Do They're they have like, any, per, do they, I mean, are there some good ones in there? Or are they, you know, oftentimes hot girls are just, God damn, man, they don't got a lot upstairs. Um, a lot of them don't. A lot yeah. of them don't. Some of them do, but, you know, typically the ones with more upstairs, they won't really do that for very long, right? Mm. They might go to a few events here or there, but then they realize that it's, you know, a little bit surface level and they're, they're not really doing anything to further their life, mm -hmm. right? Besides going to parties and hooking up and probably indulging in too many drugs and feeling bad about themselves. Yeah. So it's it's a high turnover. Yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's kind of good in the same way because then it like alleviates the drama in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, if if you're just looking to party and rage and and hook up, like it's it's great. Yeah. Um. So it, it can be a fun sort of summer experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. So, so, um, and, and when building, when building that pipeline, I love the idea of getting coffee first. Um, that's actually nothing. I, I never suggested that to my clients. And I think that's, I think that's a really good suggestion because it builds comfort. And like you said, you're not trying to, to close them on anything. You show that you're not needy, don't care about outcome and that you're, a down to earth guy who's just, you know, friendly and safe. So they feel yeah. comfortable to, to show up at your party. Um, have you ever had a woman bring a guy with her? Yeah. Um, that's something that's, that's kind of annoying and, and hard to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can say, hey, bring your <laughs> hard girlfriend. To guard against. Yeah. Right. Um, cause you don't want to be a dick and say no. Right. Cause yeah. then she probably, you know, won't come back, but I've had that go extremely well. Actually, I can think of a, 
an example just uh, a few months ago. Um, this girl saw my Instagram and kind of just randomly messaged me on there, which which happens, you know, quite more frequently now than it did in the past. And she's like, oh, you look cool. You have a cool Instagram. Like, let's hang out. And I'm like, wow, this chick's hot. She's got 100,000 followers. Like, she's certainly not <laughs> in a situation where she's thirsty or you know, looking for more attention, mm-hmm. right? Um, but my Instagram kind of stood out to her because, you know, of all the crazy shit on there. Yeah. And um, I invited her to a private party that we were hosting. And she asked me, she's like, hey, do you mind if I bring um, a girl and a guy? And at first I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I don't really, you know, I, I don't want to tell her no because then she probably will just think I'm a dick and won't come. Won't come, yeah. So, you know, I said, yeah, no problem. Just, you know, if, if you can tell the guy to, to that he's going to have to chip in in the cost because I explained to her, I'm like, basically what we do to have these parties is all the guys equally share in the costs. Mm. Obviously the girls don't pay. Um, so as long as he's down to chip in and she goes, yeah, sure. No problem. Hmm. And, uh, the guy turned out to be a fucking amazing dude. And now we're really good friends and, uh, and it's really hard to meet guys, um, yeah. who are, are great for this sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah so it, it can turn out in your favor. And as long as you kind of set the ground rules before, um, and you make sure that you're doing a good job of, of vetting the girls, they'll usually bring cool guys because girls get it. Right. Yeah, especially hot girls. They are often surrounded by cool guys because the needy guys weed themselves out pretty quickly, friend zone. Then they, yep. then they, you know, cry and they masturbate in a puddle of their own tears, and then they're out the next day. Exactly. <laughs> they think. And, you know, this, yeah. and he was banging the girl, of course, which was totally fine because I ended up banging her that night, and he ended up banging one of my friends. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> we had the instant, you know, uh, whatever you call that. Um, you know what's what's the the phrase when you're uh, you you and another guy bang the same girl Eskimo brothers yeah <laughs> yeah that's right I forgot about that one <laughs> yeah so dude so it seems like uh, like a lot of these people kind of have those loose morals where they're not like all tripping out about being Eskimo brothers because as much as I like you Robbie being your Eskimo brother we still haven't gotten to that level yet you know <laughs> that I'm comfortable with so. Um, it seems like to, to come to these types of parties, at least, at least the ones that you're kind of doing, it seems like most people are pretty chill about it. There doesn't seem to be a lot of drama that I'm hearing about, which surprises me, frankly. Yeah. You know, it is surprisingly chill and I really go out of my way to create that environment because Mm. the reason that makes these parties so much fun and, you know, typically, you know, they've turned into wild, crazy, you know, <laughs> shit you can think of yeah. um, is because no one is, is really jealous and, and everyone knows that everyone's probably hooked up with everyone or everyone will hook up with everyone and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and that's encouraged, you know? Okay. Um, so before I'll do, you know, some of our more exclusive bigger parties, like we've rented, you know, insane yachts and done trips to the Maldives and south of France. Um, you know, I'll have like a, a call with all the guys coming. I'm like, listen, like we are encouraging everyone to hook up with everyone. Mm. And we will even have like <laughs> in the past, we've even had a rule where if you hook up with a girl, it's encouraged to try to get someone else to hook up with her the next day. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Cause at the beginning of the trip, like if, if you're on a, if, if you're in this sort of party, you know, crazy sort of experience and I've had, you know, tons of experience in, in lifestyle events and swingers parties and sex parties in the past, mm-hmm. just, you know, living in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like let's say you're at you're, you're at this crazy party with a bunch of playboy models and the first day you hook up with you know whatever a girl and then you end up only hooking up with her for the rest of the time and then odds are you know is that relationship really going to last mm. no usually not yeah right? you're going to think back like damn i kind of regret that i just you know I was, at, I was at this buffet and i only yeah. tried the lobster yeah right? <laughs> the lobster was great right but yeah. damn they had rock shrimp there and filet mignon and <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> great fucking analogy dude oh my god yeah it's perfect yeah. Uh, yeah, it's encouraged to, you know, sample the buffet before you decide what your favorite dish is. And then you imagine like your homie like you 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 both stick your 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 fork into the filet mignon and then you're like, "Oh, sorry, bro. No, go ahead. No, no, you. Go ahead." Okay, I'll go. I'll get it tonight and you get it tomorrow. Yeah, it sounds good, bro. Here, get the lobster. <laughs> you know, it's, the girls are usually the ones picking, you know? Right. And and uh you know, if, if she bangs you and she only wants to bang you after that, obviously you did a good job. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, you know, she probably won't want to bang your friend. But if she does, then that's just uh, some good feedback. Yeah, maybe you could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's what it is, man. Good stuff, dude. Well, brother, I, I, I really respect um, how you've been able to create this lifestyle. I mean, literally, for everybody listening, um, you know, you are basically living their dream every guy's dream, at least on some level. So congratulations to you. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's really awesome what you've been able to do. And thank you so much for sharing this with us. Would you mind sharing your Instagram or would you rather just keep that between you and I? No, I'm happy to share it. Yeah, um, yeah cause I'm sure thanks. our guys are curious. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, Robbie, R O B B I E underscore Kramer, K R A M E R. Just my name. Okay. So Robbie underscore Kramer. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you can, I used to have more kind of insane pictures up there. Um, I archived some of them and sometimes I, I, you know, put them back into the, the feed for a little while, but you'll get a pretty good idea of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Last time I looked, I was like, yeah, damn dude. It's like Dan Bilzerian's page. Um, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had a lot of people comment and message me throughout the, uh, the last, uh, you know, year and a half being like, what are you, the Ukrainian Dan Blazarian and <laughs> shit like that. You should be like, yep, that's exactly what I am trying hard to do it. Cool. And he can be, well, you know, it's funny. I was, I was like, 2018 was just so insane. And I, I kind of, I did that so much. I'm almost kind of burned out on it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think that's, you know, kind of to be expected. It, it was surprising. I, I never thought I could get tired of, you know, going to crazy parties and hooking up with a gazillion chicks and all the fun and nonsense that comes with that. But um, it does have an effect on your business and on your 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 health mm. if you're raging too much, mm-hmm. right? And so, even though 2018 for me was like a culmination of you know over 10 years of game in the de- in development. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like my business took a quite a big hit because I just basically stopped working. Oh, so <laughs> damn! You know, you got to be careful when you, uh, you know, you've got health, wealth, and relationships, kind of like those three pillars. Yeah. And if you focus too much on any one of them, the other two can fall apart. Yep. Um, absolutely. So. Yeah. You, most guys learn that lesson the hard way, but you learned it kind of the the great way 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. most times lessons I, like that come with pain, but you, it came with joy with you. So, <laughs> and I knew that would happen. I knew, you know, and luckily I've got passive income streams and real mm-hmm. estate investments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a big deal, but, um, yeah. it's, uh, just with my coaching business. Um, you know, but it was, it was great though, because I have, now I kind of have a service that most other people aren't offering. So oh, I'm yeah. kind of building that into the, uh, the equation now, but you know, just, it's important to know, like if you're going to build a social circle and you're going to invest a lot of time in this, it is an investment. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like farming versus hunting. I heard mm-hmm. one people say, like um, you know, you can, you can be a hunter, you can go out and, you know, snipe a few. <laughs> I like that analogy, dude. Yeah. I feel you on that yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hunting doesn't take a whole lot of time and go out for a night and pull a girl and, you know, can feed yourself, you know, feed your, feed your emotional need for, for sex and, and connection or whatever, yeah. you know, for a week or two and then go back to whatever you're doing. But if you're farming, you have constant crops available. You have constant food at your disposal. Um, you know, it's always kind of that buffet if you need it, but it takes ongoing work and commitment to mm-hmm. have that, that, you know, those resources available to you. Damn, bro, between that and the buffet analogy, you just killed it tonight on the analogies, dog. <laughs> analogy game on point. <laughs> on point, dude. Too much analogy. Cool, man. Well, listen, this has been an awesome interview. And again, um, you can find Robbie Kramer at uh, innerconfidence.com, innerconfidence.com. And he does have an awesome podcast. It's called The Leverage Podcast. Please check that out as well. Um, I was recently a guest on that and we, we really hit it off. Didn't, didn't know until we started talking on the podcast that we're from basically the same city, um, which is pretty crazy being it that I now live in Colorado and you're in Ukraine. But right. um, yeah, that was that was a good one, man. So again, guys, innerconfidence.com and that's where they do the white belt to black belt series, right? And then once they're a purple belt, they can come out to Ukraine. If, if they're cool enough, if they make the cut, then they yes. can potentially come out to Ukraine and live the lifestyle that literally every guy dreams of. It's uh, it's there for, there for the taking. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, man. Well, once yeah, again, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, dude, congratulations, brother! Like, smack yourself on the ass. You're a champion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Um, thanks well, again, man. We'll talk soon. All right, talk later.